0: Good afternoon, this is Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group. It's 17th of May, and I'm now going to run through our latest thoughts on the markets and recent developments. Well, global equities fell back last week, they were down around 3% or so by Wednesday, but subsequently recovered some of their losses, and ended the week down around 1.5% and 2.3% in local currency and sterling terms respectively. A pause or correction had been looking overdue, so the weakness at the end of the day was not really that unexpected. And the decline as yet is really barely noteworthy. It won't even count towards hitting the average tally each year of three pullbacks of 5% or more. So what was the catalyst for the retreat? It was really inflation. Inflation fears. Worries on this front were already on the increase and were given a shot in the arm by an unexpectedly large jump in the US. Core consumer prices, that is excluding the volatile food and energy prices, rose 0.9% in April, which was their largest increase since 1981. And this pushed up the annual gain from 1.6% to 3%. Meanwhile, headline inflation rose as high as 4.2%. Prices in travel-related categories surged as these areas of the economy reopened. In addition, prices of certain goods jumped on the back of stimulus checks and production bottlenecks. Used car prices, in fact, rose as much as 10% over the month. A spike in inflation in April and May had very much been anticipated, both on the back of economies opening up again and also base effects, now that the comparison is with the low point last spring. However, the April rise was considerably larger than expected. And the trillion-dollar question now is whether the spike is just temporary or a sign of things to come. Well, we, along with most other mainstream forecasters, are not going to be changing our medium-term view on the back of just one data point. We still very much expect US inflation to settle back down to around 2-2.5% next year, as these temporary supply-demand imbalances ease and growth subsides from its current very high rate. And if it settles at 2 2.5%, this would still represent a rise in inflation of around half percent from the level seen in recent years. The US economy and even more so the UK and European economies look unlikely to be operating so far above full capacity next year as to trigger a major sustained upturn in inflation. Still, the risks are skewed to the upside just because of the unprecedented scale of the policy stimulus and the savings built up by consumers over the last year, which could now potentially be spent. So what did the bond market do on the back of these numbers? Short answer is not a lot. Uh, Bond yields edged up, but not by that much. 10 year government bond yields increased by five basis points to 10 basis points in the US and the UK and 10-year Treasury yields in the States still remain some 15 basis points below their highs back in March. The limited reaction is in part down to the fact that Treasuries are already pricing in a rise in inflation to around 2.5%. And just as importantly, the market is already assuming that the Fed brings forward the timing of its first rate increase. The Fed itself is still forecasting no move before 2024 And last week it reiterated that it would not be swayed by the current spike in inflation, which it believes to be temporary. And yet the market is assuming two rate hikes in 2023. All this suggests that even if inflation worries continue, as they surely will, any further rise in bond yields should be quite limited. And this in turn should contain any downward pressure on equity valuations, and means markets should still have some further upside on the back of continued strong earnings growth. Well, moving on to the UK. Uh, last week's news was focused on growth rather than inflation, and it was encouraging. GDP posted a larger than expected 2.1% gain in March as lockdown measures started to be relaxed, and this left activity down some 5.5% below its pre-COVID level. These numbers may well have helped UK equities hold up relatively well last week and in fact they were only down to 1.3 percent or so compared to 2.3 percent in the rest of the world. However the UK will also have benefited on a relative basis at least from the rise in inflation worries and the rise in bond yields which hit growth stocks rather more than value stocks. We continue to believe that the rotation towards value has further to run and also that it should be a positive for the UK market. Well, that's our views for this week. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back again next week.
1: Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice, and please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future, and there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor. Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice, and please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future, and there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor.